0: Hi, church family. Welcome. God bless you. Um, If you haven't met me already, I'm Ellie. I'm one of the family pastors here. um, And you'd usually find me over in the multi-purpose room with all the kids at Kids Church. Um, I love being with the kids, but it is very exciting to be in here with the big people today. (laughs) Um, I thought it would be kind of fun for us to learn along with the kids today. Um, right now, the elementary class is in, um, on week three of a four-week series on wisdom. So we're going to talk about wisdom today, too. Um, this week, the kids are focusing on learning from leaders. And since a lot of us in this room would be considered by the kids to be their leaders, whether we're their parents or grandparents or family members or kids' ministry volunteers um, or just adults in the church, I thought we better be ready and prepared with this wisdom stuff. We better be ready to lead them and even learn from them about the ways of wisdom. So Proverbs 3, verse 13 to 14, describes wisdom as a priceless treasure. It says, Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. More profitable than gold and silver. Have you guys seen The Price of Eggs? This is very good news. We need to gain some wisdom profits. So let's search for this treasure today. Let's discover how we can become wiser. We're gonna talk about the biblical definition of wisdom, some first steps we can take to prepare ourselves for wisdom, and sources of godly wisdom. So let's start first with what the Bible says wisdom is. What differentiates between the wise and the foolish? Well, the book of Proverbs is filled with verses about wise and foolish people. And the Proverbs describe fools as people who blindly follow their own way without considering any advice. Fools are described as selfish and lazy people who only think of themselves. They make the same mistakes over and over. Now, this foolish person reminds me a little bit of a toddler who walks underneath the table and stands up and bonks their head. And you say, don't go under the table, you're going to bonk your head. And they go right back under the table and stand up and bonk their head again. Fools are also described as people who deny God or disobey God. Wise people, on the other hand, heed others' advice. They obey God's commands and fear the Lord. So today, as we explore wisdom, we're gonna consider a wise person as this, someone who knows God and lives a life that is pleasing to him. Their choices and decisions bring glory to God. So how can we make sure that we are like the wise people in the Proverbs? How can we obtain this precious treasure that is wisdom? So here's some first steps. I think we could start with fear of the Lord. Proverbs 1 verse 7 says that wisdom starts with fear of God. And this doesn't mean that we need to be afraid of God. God says many times in the Bible that we should not be afraid, that we should not fear, because he is our safety and our comfort from fear. The word fear in this context means to respect God or be in awe of his sovereignty. So to fear the Lord is not to be afraid of him, it's to have reverence for him and his power and authority. And when we find out that God created the earth and everything in it, including us, we are filled with awe and respect and fear of him. He's the only one powerful enough and wise enough to create everything. Proverbs 3:19 says that by wisdom God created the heavens and the earth. I don't know if any of you saw Mount Aerosmith when you drove in this morning, but it was glorious. And so that kind of wisdom that created that beautiful splendor is worthy of our fear and respect. And when we understand that God sent his son to die for us so that we can be free from sin, we can't help but want to please him and glorify him in all our decisions and actions. And when God's love and authority creates in us that response of reverence, wisdom is starting to grow. That desire in us to please God, that fear of God, will lead to wisdom. Wisdom starts with fear of the Lord. Another first step of growing in wisdom is humility. It is not easy to admit that we don't know everything, that we sometimes need advice and support from others, but it is necessary. Proverbs 3.34 says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. If we want to grow in wisdom, humility is a good place to start. So we need fear of the Lord, humility, and also obedience. Jesus tells a parable, and a parable is a pretend story meant to teach a lesson. He tells a parable about two builders. One, yeah, this is a picture that a kid drew. I don't know which kid, but I thought it was pretty awesome about the parable. One man, one builder, builds his house on a foundation of rock. And one builds his house on a foundation of sand. And when a storm comes, the house on the rock stands firm while the house on the sand collapses. And Jesus tells the people listening to his story that anyone who hears his commands and actually lives them out and practices them is like the wise man building his house on the rock. His life is firm and secure even when hard times come. And anyone who hears Jesus' commands but never actually gets around to obeying them is like the foolish man who built on sand. His life is not stable or secure when hard times come. So if we want to be wise, we must move past simply knowing God's commands or experiencing his love and move into action, living out what we learn from God, obeying him out of love for him, even when it's hard or unpopular. This is how we build on the rock. Through obeying God. And it's not easy to do this, to submit to God's ways over our own ways. A lot of times, God's ways are different than the world around us. We might worry about offending people or losing someone's respect if we make a godly decision that's unpopular. We might worry that we won't have everything we need if we follow God's instructions about giving and generosity. We might worry that taking a biblical stance on certain issues could lead to rejection from people that we care about. But God's wisdom is worth it. It's more profitable than gold, remember? God promises to look after all people who obey his commands. And wisdom will show itself in our actions. It requires obedience to God. So living a life of wisdom not only takes fear of the Lord, humility and obedience, but also patience. This one is really hard. We are not God. Our timing is not always his timing. Our goals and desires are not always His goals and desires. Sometimes when we're facing a decision, we need to just wait on the Lord. Wait and not move or decide until we have heard from Him. Being patient and waiting for God's response can prevent us from making rash or unwise decisions. It can give us time to make sure that our hearts are aligned with God's will. And it can help us to make sure that we're actually really ready to obey. In order to truly depend on God for wisdom, in order to obey Him fully, we might sometimes need to be patient and wait. We need to actually live like no other opinion matters, and no other wisdom will do. We can ask for wisdom, and then be still, knowing that He is God, He is working everything together for the good of those who love Him. So here are some first steps of wisdom, but now what? Where do we get this wisdom? So let's talk about some of those sources. When we first set out to acquire wisdom, we may need to evaluate our sources. Where are we seeking wisdom? Thomas read a great book last year called The Wisdom Pyramid, and the whole premise of the book is to help people increase their intake of enduring, trustworthy sources, like the Bible, while moderating their consumption of less reliable sources, like the internet and social media. The author of this book recognizes that we're in a world where information is easier and easier to get. We can Google anything, take a million personality tests, find an article for any issue we're facing, but we might not be acquiring true wisdom. As Christians, our primary source needs to be godly. The author of the book sets up a wisdom pyramid, showing where most of our information and wisdom should be coming from and where the least amount should be coming from so just like a person will become healthier if they eat more fruits and vegetables a person will become wiser by consuming more godly wisdom so when we're faced with tough decisions and tough circumstances and we don't know what to do how can we use god's wisdom to make right choices and live like wise people what are these godly sources of wisdom well the first one is god the triune god father son and holy spirit Proverbs 2:6 says, "From the Lord, or for the Lord, gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding." James 1:5 says, "If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him." As God's children, we all have access to his wisdom. He gives it away generously. We can just ask for it. Um, One of my favorite stories, a wonderful story of God's wisdom being gifted to someone, is in the book of Daniel. You might have heard the story of Daniel in the lion's den, but the book is actually really a lot more than just the lion's den. I would highly recommend reading it sometime. It's really interesting and speaks a lot about wisdom. Um, Anyways, in this particular story of Daniel, Daniel's country is attacked by an enemy king, and he and many other young men are taken away from their homes. And brought to Babylon to serve King Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, that is a mouthful. They remain faithful to God, even though they've been taken away from their people, and they refuse to participate in any of the customs that go against what God commanded his people long ago, the Israelites. Daniel is obedient to God, and one day King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and he wants it interpreted. So he calls in his wise guys. They're magicians and sorcerers and diviners and astrologists, and he puts them to the test. He says, I want you to tell me what this dream means, but I'm not even going to tell you the dream. If you can tell me what the dream was, then I'll know that I can trust your interpretation. And the men freak out and say, that's impossible. No one but the gods could possibly know what what you dreamt, and they're not here on earth. So the king sentences them all to death. But (laughs) there is one wise man in the kingdom who finds out about the death sentence and tells the king, I can interpret the dream. This man was Daniel. He told the king, they're right, no human could possibly figure out the dream. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. Daniel had a fear of God and his ultimate wisdom. So Daniel also asks the king for more time. He knows he needs to be patient and wait. So he goes home and he prays. He gathers his friends and they pray fervently, asking God to give them wisdom and knowledge of the dream and its meaning. And while Daniel is asleep, God answers and gives him a vision of the dream and what it meant. So Daniel goes back to the king with all the information and humbly makes it clear that the source of the wisdom is not him. It's from the one true God. And the king is blown away by the interpretation of his dream and bows down to worship Daniel's God. Daniel brings glory to God and saves the lives of all the wise men in Babylon. Daniel's only source of wisdom was God. He went straight to that source, asked for wisdom, and it was given to him. We can ask for and receive wisdom from God just like Daniel did. We can also look at Jesus' life to learn about wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says that Jesus has become God's wisdom for us. When he came to earth, he was a living example of God's wisdom. So when we read in the Bible about how he spent his time, who he hung out with, what he valued, how he reacted to people, we're reading about God's wisdom in the flesh, a real-life lesson of wisdom in action. And because Jesus is God, we can follow and imitate him, knowing that we will be living wisely if we do. And when Jesus left the earth to return to heaven, he left us with a helper or a counselor called the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26 says, But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit will remind us of what God has said to us, Remind us how God wants us to live, and counsel us through moments of indecision. Our God, three-in-one, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, is able to guide us in the ways of His wisdom. He is our main source. And another source of godly wisdom can be other Christians. We are not alone. The beautiful thing about entering into God's family is that you're becoming a part of a community of believers, who are hopefully all striving to grow in wisdom. And God intended for us to grow and learn together. It is godly and wise to seek out otherwise people and to learn from them. Just like Daniel. When he was faced with that big crazy moment, he gathered all his friends and he said, guys, we need to pray together. We can also do that. We can include our Christian family in our search for wisdom as well. I read an article this week about a church in California. Funnily enough, it's also called Oceanside. Um, And they have a ministry called the Wisdom Council, and I thought this was really cool. So how it works is if a member of the church is facing some kind of decision that they might not find a specific or explicit answer for in Scripture, they can request a council. So for example, someone might be struggling, wondering if what direction they should expand their business in, or if they should evict a problem renter, or if they should change careers. So once the member requests the counsel, the leader of the ministry selects a pastor and six or seven other people who have experience in the area of question. And then the group meets together with the church member and they spend a few hours together discussing all the pros and cons of certain decisions. They share advice and scripture and they pray together. And then the person seeking counsel is able to leave the meeting with some godly wisdom and they might be more able to make a wise decision. And not only that, but the member leaves having the support of their Christian community, whatever the outcome of that decision. So we don't have to do something quite as official to lean on each other, although that is really cool. Um, If you are facing a tough decision, create a wisdom council for yourself. Look around you and ask God to point people out to you in your life who are wise, obedient to Christ, caring people who could give you some advice or pray with you. And if there isn't anybody in your life like that right now, that's okay. Pray for God to provide those influences for you. You can call those people who have experience with a certain area of decision that you're working through. Call them up. Call those wise Christians and tell them you're seeking wisdom. Ask them to pray for you and to come back to you with anything they hear from God and ask them for their thoughts. Thomas and I did something like this before we moved here to Parksville. We asked three different couples who were close to us to share their wisdom with us. We were looking for people who we trusted, who we knew obeyed God, who wanted the best for us, and also who maybe think a little bit different than us. And we asked those people to pray about our decision to move here and take this job. We asked for their advice, their concerns, all their questions, um, and we asked them also to spend a certain amount of time praying for us and to come back and let us know if they heard anything from God. Uh, We wanted to have a really broad view of this decision, and including others really did give us that. I remember one of the couples called us back after a while to chat about the move and the decision, and we were chatting and stuff, and then the husband said, Kate, I want to talk to them. And he took the phone, and he said, okay, do you guys want to do it? And we said, yes. And he said, okay, do you feel called? We said, yes. And he said, okay, there you go. And sometimes we tend to overcomplicate things in our lives, but in that case, having someone in our corner who had a different way of thinking about things and who was really good at simplifying everything gave us some great wisdom and encouragement. And involving those people in our faith community ended up being a really special time of support and wisdom shared between them and us. So you can do this too. Humbly seek wisdom and also be available to share your wisdom. Just like there will always be people ahead of you on this journey who have experienced more or learned more, there will also be people behind you who are new to the faith or experiencing a certain trial for the first time. Your life story, your testimony of the things that God has done for you, your experiences, your talents, even your personality can be a blessing to other Christians around you. You have wisdom to share that others need to hear. So, be loving about it, be gentle, but also be bold. If someone approaches you seeking wisdom, be willing to share. Talk about what God has spoken to you, share your mistakes and what you learned. Pray for them, tell them what helped you to stay faithful to God in those moments, and give them advice if they want it. So, we need to seek wisdom from others and be willing to share wisdom with others. And another source of wisdom can actually be our mistakes. We are human it's in our nature to want to do things our own way it's in our nature to try and handle things on our own and to think our way is the best way this nature in us is the whole reason jesus came to earth on our own we're actually not capable of being wise we are not able to live lives that are pleasing to god we needed jesus to pay the price for our sinful way of living without him dying on the cross our sin will eventually lead us to death in hell But thanks to his sacrifice for what he did on the cross, we are forgiven of all past, present, and future sin. All of our wrongdoings are covered in his grace when we accept that Jesus died for us. And honestly, sometimes our unwise choices don't really harm anyone but ourselves. Sometimes those choices do break relationship and hurt other people. Sometimes we won't even know the full effect of what our choices have done. But regardless of who we affect around us our decision to do things our own way is always a sin against god so we need to ask for forgiveness and then we need to depend on the holy spirit to transform us it's not by our own strength that we are wise it's not by our own strength that we resist the temptation to do things our own way it's by the power of the holy spirit and the good news is we do not have to be ashamed of our lack of wisdom 1 Corinthians 1, 26-31 says, Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. We have all sinned. Before we were Christians, not many of us were wise or important but God shows his strength and wisdom through weak people. When a person who was foolish becomes wise through God's power, God is glorified. When a person who was sinful becomes pure through God's power, God is glorified. We will make mistakes, and we will be unwise at lots of times, but God's forgiveness covers us when we ask for it, and we are able to move along with our lives, bringing glory to God every time we choose obedience over sin And wisdom over foolishness and I want to mention one more thing about wisdom wisdom is something we're all going to be learning and growing in forever just because you are an adult doesn't mean you are wise just because you are young doesn't mean you are foolish we are all students of wisdom for life there is no graduation from the wisdom class because God will always have more to teach us more mysteries to reveal more circumstances to lead us through So let's review and remind ourselves. If we start with fear of the Lord, an attitude of humility, a heart of obedience, and a willingness to be patient, we will be properly set up to walk in wisdom. And where do we get this wisdom? God is our source. His wisdom is perfect and useful for living lives that are pleasing to him. And we can also lean on our brothers and sisters in Christ And learn from our own mistakes now if you have never begun a relationship with God if you haven't started fearing the Lord if up until this point your house has been built on the sand and it feels kind of unstable and insecure I want to give you an opportunity in a moment to give your life to Christ to make a choice to rebuild your house on a foundation of his wisdom so since we're learning along with the kids today, I want to show you a video that the kids watch at the end of each of, ev- um, at the end of every lesson. And this video is an invitation into a relationship with God, and it is for you today. If you're doing it for the first time, or if you need to refresh and recommit, it's for you. So because this video is intended for kids, you may need to practice that humility part in order to receive this video as it is in kid language. If you want to learn to be wise, no one can teach you more about wisdom than God. And if you want to choose to follow Jesus, you can make that decision today. Just remember your ABCs. A. Admit. Admit that you've done wrong and ask God to forgive you for disobeying him. B. Believe. Believe God sent Jesus to take the punishment for your sin. Trust that you're forgiven because Jesus made you right with God. See, choose. Choose to spend your whole life depending on God's power to help you say no to sin. As you live and love like Jesus, tell others God is the leader of your life and your number one friend. And if you made that choice today, be sure to talk about it with a parent or leader you trust. Yeah, so the kids get to see that every Sunday. I really hope that it starts to get into their hearts and that they commit their life to jesus as well and start to grow in a journey of wisdom um we're gonna invite the band up and they're gonna sing a song called the hymn of surrender and i know that there are people in this room today that are being crippled by the weight of a decision or by the weight of just not knowing what to do or how to respond or how to move forward. And I want you to know that God has wisdom for you. He is not wanting to leave you in this alone. He doesn't say, live your lives to please me and then leave us on our own to do it on our own strength. He's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you the answers that you need. He can reveal mysteries that we don't even know. He can give us encouragement for other people that we wouldn't have known without his power. And so I would love for all of us, as we're singing this song, whether we're new believers or first-time believers, or anything in between, um, that we would come into this song with a heart of surrender. Let's give up our own wisdom, which compared to God's wisdom is actually just foolishness. Let's give that up and ask the Holy Spirit to come and pour out God's wisdom onto all of us, that we would be able to boldly make wise decisions, that God would reveal mysteries to us, just like he did for Daniel, that he would reveal areas of foolishness in our lives that we can give up and replace with wisdom. So let's pray, would you stand with me as we pray and prepare to sing. Holy Spirit, would you show your power to us today? Would you please reveal our foolishness and cleanse us of our sins? We are so sorry for the times when we have acted in our own foolishness and in our own wisdom instead of yours. We're sorry for the times that we didn't even ask you what we should do, we just went ahead with our own wisdom. Please forgive us for hurting others with our unwise choices. Help us to know how to make those things right. And God, we invite you right now to pour out your wisdom on us. Help us know what to do. Help us make wise choices. Reveal mysteries to us, God. Speak to us. Give us the strength and humility to build our lives on your wisdom. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.